The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the New Gen Mission Podcast. I'm Martin South Connection. I'm Tim Slopka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. As always, you're on the journey to relive the new generation era, to find the best and some of the worst of a wrestling time period often forgotten. Brendan Sean, Survivor Series 92. It's Brendan Sean, Brendan Sean, Survivor Series 97. We'll look beyond the pay-per-views, examine the weekly TV, see what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, how was life? Uh, I think I've made a huge mistake. I, yes? Um, yeah, so, you know, like I've been moving. I've been packing up stuff. and like I have, We have like a whole room that's going to be like the game room, uh, wrestling room kind of stuff. And Yeah. Like I just I never realized that Hasbro started in 1990. So it like I always thought it was like late 80s into the early 90s. Okay. So I never thought it fit my collection, and now I can justify it. And now I think I'm gonna go back and buy every Hasbro. So <laughs> going um, back. Yeah, I don't know if that's like the best choice for me, but I I think I've convinced myself to do it, so there's no turning back. There's now, no turning back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yes, I have uh not a mall, but I got a good amount that I kept is from a kid. But there's some I definitely threw out as well. Yeah, it's, we never kept any of our stuff when we were kids. Like nothing ever any games any of our hasbros none of that so like, some reason wrestlers i did for whatever reason like that was yeah. kind of it a lot of the other stuff i did not i so. wish i did but and then yeah and i'm looking up some of the prices they're not too bad on some of them like loose because that's how i do it but um yeah it's just another addition that um i may to have to open up a separate credit card so my wife doesn't know <laughs> she doesn't so, know. yes <laughs> doesn't need to listen to this podcast either to know For, no yeah, she don't know. yeah i know <laughs> yeah, yeah it was I, I told the whole world honey right everyone, right. everyone. <laughs> exactly <laughs> can't blame me so all right everything else good though in life yeah yeah everything else is good except for my financial failures at life so yes all right well yeah. that's good we got some 94 raws and superstars to treat us to ch- turn us around as long as we don't have to talk about chicago sports <laughs> yeah god yeah, yeah exactly. terrible. terrible well the superstars might not be that much better so uh nine three superstars taped before SummerSlam, august 17th out in uh maine portland maine um, so we start off with highlights of Tatanka and Luger. Uh, mm-hmm. Todd is just disgusted with with what yeah. Tatanka did. It, it, it's like over the top of how, how sickening right. what Tatanka did. Uh, he also says his greatest SummerSlam ever, which seems wrong at, at that point even mm-hmm. uh, in time. So we get uh, Vincent King. Luger's out first. A so good setup there of highlights of Luger and Tatanka. You're going to show Luger first. Vince is just going over on Luger, how he screwed, how he made America proud, how he didn't turn his back. Like, Really, really, really putting putting him over um, a strong standard Luger squash, but just a guy who you know six months ago was supposed to be world champion, and now is relegated to a Tatanka feud that he lost, and you know just feels like he's going nowhere. We'll see um, how this corporation fight goes, but you know Vince is still in overdrive over him, so I guess he thought stuff of him, but the the booking's not bringing us to there. Like the way Vince acts to him is like, but. It, it's just opposite of the way he's being treated in ring. Right. Well, not only that, like, so like they really, really dropped the ball with Luger. Like we've said it multiple times, like Luger should have been champ as much as I love Brett. Brett's like my guy. Yeah. Like, Luger should at least had a small run with the belt to like, um, save him a little bit because you could have done part, at least part of the Brett Owen feud without the belt. It's such a, 
um, good story that you don't need the title. But Luger, like, he was a guy that was propped up. He even had a face turn everything. Like, he needed that belt to um, get some validity. And now, like, just when they're, like you said, how they're going overboard with this stuff, it just makes it sound even worse because you're like, okay, yeah, you're saying all this, but I just don't buy it at all. Like, the guy hasn't done anything. He hasn't won, like, a significant match ever. Like, you know. What is he doing? He's just a loser at this point. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, and then we get little highlights of uh, really already setting up, which is crazy, the Undertaker and Yoko. So they've clearly just decided to drop the Undertaker angle right away. Uh, so they show highlights. Uh, they, they've kind of replaced the uh, update with these, like, live uh, updates of where they're going to mm-hmm. be and who's in the thing. So they're they're pumping that you're on the on the live tour, you're going to see Undertaker and Yokozuna. So crazy right. Crazy to think they went that quickly to to pivot off of Underfaker uh, at this time. <laughs> yep. uh, and then why don't you get the Backlund yeah. match? Yeah, so we, get a, uh, yeah, we get a quick Bob Backlund squash. Um, I guess, like, they, you know, they're playing into his like, little psychotic attitude or whatever, which is cool. But um, I guess the payoff makes it even better because of stuff like this. Like, you know, you're watching him just little simple squash matches, kind of doing his little amateur moves but he's also mixing in a little bit of character work with his like you know unhinged personality so um it does add to the payoff like i I do like that so i can't complain seeing a bob blackland squash now because i kind of know where it's going um but then he acts like like a jerk he like uh, goes for the handshake he does right Right. uh it's it's the little things. It's like yeah. it's not over the top. It's it's nice just character work from him. Yeah, so. it's it's also funny. I just put it in my nose. Like this is the heat they get for ninety four, right? It's like <laughs> right, it's, right. it's just like not shaking guy's hand. Like, yeah, the, it's, the it's jobber, ROH. The the jobber po- po- picks it up too of like you know should I do it shaking his hand? Like right. the jobber does a good job of it, but it's just like this is the heat we're getting of shaking the hand. So well, now you now you know where Christopher Daniels and his early <laughs> ROH run bit yes, off yes. of Bob Backlund. Yes. So. Yeah, so then uh, we also get another squash. This seems to be a theme here of uh, Owen Hart versus Jobber. Um, this, was, this was a decent match, too. Like Owen really brought the intensity. Um, he also puts a lot of character work in his squashes. Like, he's pulling up the Jobber. Like, after this, he hits a really nice belly-to-belly suplex, and it uh, looks like he's going to win the match, but he pulls the Jobber up. Then he gets him with the sharpshooter and keeps it locked in. So that was some pretty good stuff from Owen. Kind of nice to see him still a little highlighted, even though it seems like Neidhart is kind of getting a little yeah. more shine with Brett, which is weird. So because he sucks. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't mean to be that harsh on Neidhart, but he's just fat. He's not in good yeah. shape, and he's, he's not, not getting over the crowd. And he's not getting over the crowd that we've seen so far. Well, he's not a good promo. He's not a good in ring guy. He's not yeah big enough to be like a Diesel or somebody like that. So it's just he's just I don't know. I guess it just plays off the. The tag partner angle, and that's it, you know. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, weird. Weird mm-hmm. that went that route versus Owen, which seemed like a great feud. Maybe it wasn't drawing in the box, but I just don't know that people were really uh, in for Anvil. What's also weird is they haven't shown like highlights of like Brett and Anvil together ever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's usually what they see. Like, oh, look at these guys beat, you know, they were once tag team champions and now look at them falling apart, right? They always do that with Sean and Marty, right? Show highlights of them being in the Rockers. They really don't do that at all with, with Anvil. So, like, if you haven't watched for a while, you might not know that, right? Right, uh, right. Of the tag team. So, uh, then we get 
out of nowhere, the smoking guns versus heavenly bodies. Vince McMahon says that the smoking guns are making a name for themselves as of late, which I don't know why they just <laughs> were left <laughs> off the pay-per-view. Like some of these things are like, this guy's on fire. It's like, when, where, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't understand you. You know, I know we're not wrestling, watching wrestling challenge, but Jesus, like we, we, we these guys have not been around for like three, four months. I feel like, uh, and they get, they get heavenly bodies. Uh, Cornette introduces them. They got their wings on, um, in a pretty funny segment, I, I feel like they they go and had and uh, it, interrupt the uh, interrupt the guns intro and take their <laughs> take their cowboy hats and start yeah. uh, mocking them and kind of laughing like cowboys. Really making fun of hillbillies, and then uh, they take them to the ground and smash them. Vince is appalled at this, absolutely just appalled. Uh, Smoky guns then come back in, knock both uh, heavily bodies out, include Gigolo, and, and take off their wings that they've been bringing up so much, which is again stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rip them up, but the crowd is actually nuts for this, and it's again using lower mid card, right? I would say for both right. these teams, but giving them something to fight about, even though it's silly, it kind of helps elevate like both teams. Like, okay, they're fighting for something that's a serious. Uh, as silly as hats and wings are, uh, and the crowd is into it, right? So probably from all these boring squashes, they're really into this. I thought thought events, and again, the only thing I would say is the only problem with the heavenly bodies is I didn't see Gigolo do his standard Gigolo dance, uh, but right. uh, kind of a no contest. Weird to bring them up, but I think elevates both teams that have like in a fledging tag team division probably need some work. Well, that's I put in my notes. This is this might be the best tag action we've actually seen in a while. Oh yeah, um, you know, like the crowd what really bought into this. It's two, you know, like you said, mid level teams, but at least it's not like a jobber team or a thrown together team. So it's nice to see a little storyline brewing. And I think I think why the crowd was so into it is because Cornette does such a good job of rolling them up. So like he's kind of getting a little bit of the comeuppance in this too. So oh yeah. You know, that's I think that's what geared the crowd to kind of uh, uh, or boo as they or cheer as they did. Sorry. Yeah, and, and I think even the heavenly bodies like they they mocked it up and hawked it up about them mm-hmm. wearing the cowboy hats. It was definitely pretty good good promo work. The crowd definitely bit on uh, to boo them. Right. So um, after that, we get a quick one two three uh, one two three kid squash, which is pretty fun. Like he's always fun to watch. I mean, I could watch him every single week, and I yeah, wasn't disappointed. Good. And then we get the kind of antithesis of that. We get a IRS squash after that. Yeah, where, how dare you? How dare you? Uh, I mean, I loved IRS for a, for a long period. It just seems like now that he's with Bigelow, kind of, and it's ta- like I just don't like that pairing. I feel like it took away from both guys, like both yeah. acts. Like IRS was good as a solo guy coming out talking his trash to the ring, and then Bigelow was so good with Luna, and I just feel like. Now, like IRS, I think this is like the IRS I remember, which sucks. So, well, just I like you so- talked about, you mm-hmm. talked about neither of them, like they have no feud. Uh, and like the tag team division sucks. Like, they're why are they not even fighting together if they're a tag team? You know, I know this is pre taped before the SummerSlam, but like, what if they won the titles there? Like, what I don't know if that was what's supposed to happen, right? But like, he's randomly fighting a tag, a single match. Like, it just really is very bizarre, uh, for that. Um, uh, and uh, I, but I did think they brought up for a lot of it how much Million Dollar Man is, is building this corporation and here's another hired gun. Uh, so I, I did kind of like that. Uh, I thought they did a good job of that. I don't know if you do. Yeah, agree, but yeah. I think- like the, the, the corporation isn't as bad yet as people like would say it was. Um, it's got a couple, you know, like Thunder Faker thing was kind of a miss. Um, yeah. I don't know what Satanka is going to look like yet, so I don't really want to judge that yet. 
But yeah, it's not DiBiase at least is doing a good job. Like DiBiase is playing the good lead heel role pretty well so yeah, far. I, I think so. And they they built them up. They're not mocking them yet. I I I, I don't know like too if it ever gets to the corporation ever being mocked, like of, of being terrible, or if it's just like us looking back and be like, okay, yeah, this this kind of corporation really well, does. Suck. I think. Yeah, I think like I think this is gonna be the worst part of it soon because like you get like the Sid and Kid stuff later on, which is pretty cool. You get Austin, which she's probably one of yeah, the only I mean, members yeah. in it. So yeah, there's, there's some cool stuff coming up still. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, uh, and then and then I call some places it's kind of like the end of the superstars. Like they really didn't advance any storylines besides right. the smoking guns. Like it kind of feels like weird. They did do a ton of. Uh, talk of the uh, SummerSlam replay on the following Tuesday, but with, I feel like with Raw kind of out, they didn't have a lot to build to. Uh, you know, normally they say like, "Oh, look at these," and we'll see that from you know other superstars. Like, mm-hmm. look at these highlights from Raw, or like, "Hey, this week coming up." Like, they really didn't do much, so it's kind of a bland uh, superstars overall. Yeah, so, I agree. I don't know if you had anything else to add. No, definitely. Yeah, that was definitely more of a, a tough watch when it's you know mostly squash matches outside of the tag, and that wasn't really a match. So, yep. So then we get uh, we got our next superstars because again we Raw was on off for the U.S. Open so we got nine twelve nine ten same taping Scott um, out there again this is where some of this old taping stuff comes to to bat that we we start off with Shawn Michaels and and Diesel and here like they don't even they talk about how they left the tag team belt they didn't bring uh, like didn't bring the tag team belts with them which is so stupid but mm-hmm. like it clearly shows they didn't even think they were going to do it because like you know WCW is historic for this right of like taping matches with guys that haven't won the title yet. Right. right. And like here they didn't do it. So like they clearly didn't think they were going to be tag team champions. So like you kind of mentioned last week is like, oh, power play by the by the click. And it clearly is. Like with this type of thing and the raw that we see them with, like it clearly was a power play. Well the uh, I um so I got I got a DM from our buddy oh. the the boar and oh yeah. He was which congrats to him by the way of his big match against the uh, AC three. Um Anyways, he he was mentioning that there was uh, some like contract disputes with Samu at the time, and okay. that's what and that's why they made this. Now I, ah. I believe there was also a power play part of that as well, but okay, uh, Samu was like having contract disputes, well, and that's why they did it. So he's gone, right? Right, uh, and I think I, don't, I, don't get, know if, I wonder if we'll see him again. Yeah, I don't know if we'll see him again. Well, we get Barbarian soon, what? I believe. See him yeah, or whatever. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think he's there for summer. I'm not certain, but I'm pretty sure he's there for summers. Uh, Survivor, Survivor Series. Sioni is? I think so. Yeah, that'd be good. So, Something yeah, that'd be, be awesome to see. Yeah, so that'd be quick. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense, too, on that. Uh, right. But, yeah, so so we get we get Sean and Diesel out here. Uh, we do get Sean off. Oops. You okay, JP? Yep. Okay, yep. we got one second of feedback there, but all good. Uh, so we get we get uh, uh, Sean, Sean off the top rope, and they clearly make this, uh, you know, they're mocking the head shrinkers. Right. Uh, we also we also get uh, a, the crowd definitely is into these guys like more, and it's like I wonder if they should turn them both faces like at the time the way they do it versus like just one of them and then one six months later. Uh, I get why they kind of didn't, but the the crowd is definitely into them. So I get why Vince gets excited about these guys. Uh, Sanders squash, but they kind of built up these two as like a mega team. Yeah, they're not quite the two dudes with attitudes yet, kind of right. Thing. Yeah. And they are still in the head shrinkers finish, which is weird. Like, I think they use that for quite a while, even after this whole thing is passed over. Um, but is this this is their first televised match as a team, isn't it? That I can think of. Yeah, I, yeah. I really don't think we've seen them. Yeah, 
so yeah, it's pretty cool, pretty cool history moment, I guess you could say. But uh, and they do look kind of good as a team. Like I kind of like the way they fit together, um, just like their brash like attitude. And I kind of wish we would get a little bit longer run of them as this unit. Like it was Diesel as the bodyguard to Sean's run, then Sean's kind of like the second to Diesel's run, and then now yep. they're kind of putting them together. So it's kind of a next level to the story, I guess. Um. So after that, we get a Jim Nineheart squash, and Anvil is just like tossing this dude around, like like almost borderline reckless. The way he's just like yep. slamming this guy in his shoulders. Um, he puts him in the camel clutch for the win, so he locks that in. Owen puts the glasses on the jobber. So cool, cool different stuff move. there. Yeah, cool different move for the camel clutch. I like it. It, it is. It is, and especially from a power guy too. Like when you know the kind of you know the strength that comes from that move. So. That was pretty cool to see. Um, and then next we get a Doink squash. And as Doink and Dink are coming out, like they have Lawler and Vince on commentary. And Lawler, like Doink has this whole thing of balloons. with, Or Dink has this whole thing of balloons with them. And Lawler just pulls up behind him with like a pencil and just starts popping every single one. So not only is Dink um, vertically challenged, he's also deaf because he didn't hear the first balloon <laughs> pop and turn around. He sat and let Lawler pop all the balloons. But uh, logic aside, this was a good segment from Lawler. Your favorite segment ever. Oh, I love this stuff. <laughs> I, this stuff, it, if you're not like a fan of Lawler or this era, I understand you're going to look back at this and be like, this is so corny. Like, I get it. But for me, like, I love Jerry Lawler. He's one of my favorites. And just this kind of stuff, I'll eat it up every single time just because Lawler plays into it so much. Like, he doesn't try to be too cool for school. He's just, you know, he'll do whatever. So this was good stuff for me. And it made a doink uh, jobber segment, at least entertaining for 10 seconds or whatever. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, I had uh, just before that, they did show highlights. Uh, just on the end, though, I thought the crowd, again, it's pretty silent for him. Like, he doesn't get the heat. Owen Hart mm-hmm. gets, like, I didn't even hear we want uh, Brett Chance. Like, you don't right. get those those matches. Uh, but I do like the Campbell Clutch. He was a little rough with him, so I like that a little bit. But, yeah, it's, just, it's not the same with, as Owen. They just haven't built that up. And then they had from Chicago from the SummerSlam, so started to show more highlights of SummerSlam weekend. They had this like luncheon, and I just put my notes as like, why did my dad not take me to this? But uh, they had like uh, autograph signings and stuff like that, so I thought it was right. pretty awesome. Pretty cool scene there. Uh, and then I just have uh, Doink that he makes uh, or King makes Dink cry, which is pretty funny. Right. And then I, I know where this feud is going, so let's see when it gets terrible. Uh, but this this was pretty fun. Again, I think Doink we saw him with the double J stuff that wasn't bad. Like he hasn't been terrible. He's, he's still not credible, but. I think the segments overall have been have been good, and the crowd pops for him. Like he, his music hits, and the crowd goes nuts for him. So I, he's not the hated. I mean, he was probably hated at the internet or whatever the internet was in '94. Uh, but like the actual people that are paying money to the go to these shows aren't hating him, right? There's yeah. a massive chance of like Doink sucks or anything like that. So right, the it, idea of Doink works. I think. Yeah. I think is what it is. Like what? Yeah. Using him in skits and using him as a foil or using him as in segments, it works. Like. Now, do, I don't want to see him like in a like this version of Doink. The, the reason why Matt Bourne was so good is because the character worked in the segments, but he also brought it in the ring. Um, yes, very whereas, much so, yeah. You know, this version doesn't quite do that, so it's uh, it, it has a it has a place. I'll say that it has it definitely has a place on the card. Yes, and then uh, we get Bam Bam Bigelow out. He murders this jobber in like two seconds. Toss him out of the ring, uh, and then DiBiase goes on the microphone. And basically tells him like, "Hey, I can, I, 
uh, and Bam Bam can beat anyone, which again, weird. They've had Bam Bam and IRS together. And now Bam Bam's by himself. Uh, and out comes Adam Bomb. So I, I don't remember this view, but Adam Bomb also steps up to the plate, comes out, looks cool. Uh, Bam Bam and uh, <clears throat> DiBiase definitely like anyone but him, right? Type action right, there. So right. I, I like I like that. Uh, you know, back at back, you know, kind of mocking that a little bit. Uh, the Adam Bomb, but he does look credible. He's a big looking dude, so it's not like one, two, three kids coming out there like. Bomb is bigger than Bigelow, and uh, Bomb knocks him out to the floor and kind of sets up a, a nice little feud. I'm sure they're on the house circuit as well, but uh, really kind of ele- another thing that elevates Adam Bomb, a guy you know that, that kind of wish we would have seen him at Survivor or SummerSlam to, to dispose of Quang, but mm-hmm. I thought a pre- pretty fun segment. Uh, and then I'll just uh, real quick get uh, the under uh, the head triggers defeated uh, uh, Jobbers. Uh, nothing, nothing really there. I just, I just put this taping sucks and the tag team mm-hmm. division is terrible. Right. Uh, I don't know if you had anything to add. To, to yeah. That. I mean, go ahead. Yeah. Adam Bob's segment. So I'm, I'm really digging him as a baby face. Like I, I think he brings like a lot of fire. Like he's not like this great Pomo guy, but as far as like charisma goes, like physical charisma, he kind of brings that. Um, so I'm interested to see where this goes working with a, uh, you know, good worker like Bam Bam should help. And yeah, then, I mean, yeah. and, th- and this is one that the guy, like, I think when we first started, we were like, mm-hmm. man, bam, bam, we're going to love this guy. Like, this right. is going to be our guy. And how for all of 93, were we like, we hate, ba- or sorry, we hate Adam Bomb. Right. Like, we kept saying, like, ba- he's going to be our guy. And then we're just like, I bet you he's he's one, like, worst, bit most disappointed or stocked down. Oh, yeah. The most. Like, probably, if I, you know, if I go back and actually do some analytics on it, like, I bet you Adam Bomb's won that award the, the most. And hearing... It's probably the guy that me and you remembered, right? Like, awesome guy, yep. getting the crowd over yep. with them, uh, like the bomb squad. Like, oh, when that, cool. comes, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when that comes, yeah, when that comes, football. I'm, I'm not gonna be able to control myself. <laughs> yeah, that, um, this, yeah, this seems like it's the turn for him. And I know, like, like in '95, maybe so. '95 is where I remember it the most. Like, I just know, like, there's a lot of talk of like the potential that they lost at Adam Bomb and yeah, what could have happened. He was a player, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, just just gonna be kind of interesting to track this and see where, like his babyface push goes. Um, we also get a Heavenly Bodies interview um, in here, and they're oh yeah, sorry, the... that. Yeah, yeah, thank oh, you yeah. for getting that. Sorry. Yeah, we're, they're wearing the smoking guns hat, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, Cornette is on fire in this segment when he's got when he's got something he can chew on, and it, you know it's not the the wrestlers don't need to talk for him. He's just on fire, so. I thought this was a good segment. Um, Cornette obviously doing the talking for the whole program. Um, then we also get a quick Yokozuna squash. So I'm guessing since you know they're involving him with the Undertaker and stuff, they're trying to kind of rehab him a little bit and kind of build him up back up. You know, he's not doing the Crush tag team anymore. He's kind of going to go back to a singles program. So uh, maybe they're just kind of trying to you know figure that story back out with Yoko, like where he's going to go from from here. Um, then to end the show, we get like the, the head shrinkers in the kitchen, which was very weird, um, for a tag team that might not be the same team in a couple of weeks. We got a squash match from them. And then we also got like this little segment in the kitchen where they're eating, uh, trout and banana tacos, no uh, idea. spaghetti and pineapple and fish head pie. So I don't know if that's racist or not, but it's very I'm disgusting. Sure it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure it is. It's a uh, very <laughs> weird uh meal choice for these uh so-called savages eating raw food so that that ended the show there 
Yeah, and then uh, this is where I literally texted you. was like, hey, let's just do two superstars <laughs> yeah. uh, versus Raw because we get next week. <laughs> well yes. done to the Bushwhackers. And right. I was like, I, I can't do it. We got to go on Raw. Man, like, we need, I we need, that. We... <laughs> I, I like, literally messaged you. I'm like, let's just, do, tag team. Let, let's just do two superstars this week. Right. I, can't do, I can't do it with this. So, yep. uh, yeah, rough, rough, rough there. So, uh, yeah, this might have been one of the worst – Actually, the Heavenly Bodies segment was good. The Doink segment was good. The Bam Bam and a Bomb segment was good. But just the jobbers and like the lack of like anything developing like big like was just one of the worst superstars I think we've watched. Yeah. Uh, and then to end with the well done Bushwhackers like getting you pumped for next week, it was it was pretty rough. So we'll at least move on to Raw. Uh, if that's if that's good with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this is on nine twelve uh, September twelfth live or not live. Sorry. So again, the taping cycle. This is taped. August 15th, a month before, and it's also, you know, 15 days before SummerSlam. So I just don't understand it. Like why you wouldn't have after, you know, being off of the U.S. Open, you couldn't find any time to tape in between there. Just really rough. Uh, so we get some stale kind of stuff, but we get the announcement that uh, it's going to be Undertaker at at Raw, and he hasn't been seen in nine or 10 months on Raw. Uh, and, and so we get... Undertaker versus Quang. You want to get this match? Yeah. Uh, this so match this is a pretty interesting matchup here. Like, you know, Quang's been, uh, he, he's kind of mixed, right? Like Quang, you get either a squash or they put him in a decent match with people like Adam bomb. They've had him in a yep. couple other matches. So I don't really know what to make of Quang right now. Like, I don't know if he's jobber to the stars, if he's like a mid card guy or what, but, um, I, I thought this was a pretty fun matchup on paper and, uh, takers in, in control early on, but there's like lots of slow plotting offense at first. So it was a little bit of a drag to get started, but then, uh, Quang got a little bit of offense and that kind of picked it up a little bit. Like, you know, his martial arts kind of stuff. Yep. Um, then there's like this great moment where, uh, Quang sprays the miss into undertaker's face and then undertaker like flips his hair back and spits it back into Quang's face. So that was just awesome. I was like, where did this come from? Like, I did not expect this kind of a innovative finish. Um, he then hits the choke slam and beats Quang after he spits the miss back. But I just thought that was awesome. Like, I did not see that coming. Um, for Undertaker to get the win, keeps him strong. Doesn't necessarily kill Quang because he was using, like, as a tactic also to to win um, for the Undertaker. So just cool stuff there to kind of see the, the absorbing the mist and spraying it back like you're some kind of anime character or something. Yeah, it was uh, definitely uh, a, a better match. the The crowd was uh, massive for this. Like, I thought it was really cool. Quang, guy that hasn't been built up, like you guys said. Like, I don't know what to think of him overall because he does get mocked mm -hmm. so much. Uh, but this crowd was nuts for for both the guys. Uh, so I thought really cool in that uh, in that uh, standpoint. Uh, Taker, I thought like the ropes didn't look great. Like he did the. Um, the old school. I know it's not called that at the time, but like right. I thought the ropes were going to break on him and like the crowd went nuts for that. So like takers move side is over uh, back and forth. I thought like, which, you know, again, Quang's kind of been elevated, uh, you know, but I thought it was, was that, and they, they really talked the entire match every time takers on, on offense about how he's going to face uh, Yokozuna, like not mentioning the undertaker kind of really the bearing that feud. So that that's done. Uh, and now we're now we're on to this this next this next uh, feud with the or back to the, I guess to, right. to the Yokozuna. Um, 
but yeah, a really fun match for what it was. Given it was highly, you know, like taped a month before, like I thought it felt mm-hmm. live. It felt live comparatively, not part of a of, of a taping. So well, also like with the taping being where it is, it's got to be one of Undertaker's first matches back in general. Oh yeah, probably yeah, right. And it looked good. He looked good, and the crowd right, was just nuts for him. So again, maybe a surprise that it made announce it at the time for the taping. Uh, yeah, like, that's probably maybe, why the know, crowd was more hot than usual. Yeah, yeah, could could have been so. Good stuff there. Uh, we get highlights of the cage match. Um, and then I, I thought they did a really good job of this because the encore is over saying, hey, now it's available on Coliseum Video. They've really got the good highlights of the anvil looking strong here. That I, I really, I don't know if we talked about enough at the SummerSlam, but that awesome clothesline he does of Bulldog and Diana, yes. like that's an awesome clothesline. They also take him like locking the cage, which he did take forever for, but he also like the his visual during it, like he's just acting like a madman. So I thought that like the way they filmed this little package was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get, we get, Jim Neihart out again uh, in a squash match. Again, we've had a lot of Owen Hart and him every every other week in a in a squash match. So I, I don't know if like I don't think we've seen Brett in a squash match for a while. So I guess they're trying to build the feud off just those two guys. Uh, it was it was fine. He, you know, Camel Clutch again, but um, you know we've just seen a lot of these two guys throughout our Raws and Superstars lately. Yeah, my thing is, are they? making owen the second though like when they're yeah. pushing anvil like this I, I just don't like that at all like i feel like they gave up on owen too fast yeah. um you know like uh, as we see where owen's gonna go in the coming months like they, they're clearly not pushing him in the main event anymore um but to like switch it to anvil is just weird like that just like owen has one win brett has one win at least push it to where you know owen's saying hey we're tied now kind of thing like yeah he doesn't have to concede defeat like it just it's just weird yeah, um, i would even i would even i wouldn't even know who owen would be feuding with like right. on the house circuit i would actually i'd have to kind of look into it to see like who he'd feuding with so yeah and bulldogs coming back you know like like have bulldog feud with nightheart yeah. or something like i don't know it's just weird um so yeah so the, from there we get uh king's court with twink and dink so i guess they have a, a, be- <laughs> a beef to settle here um lawler's heckling the crowd at first to start which he's always awesome at that like this is lawler on fire right now and then tunny wants him to apologize to oh. Doink and dink and at least he didn't come like, out at least he didn't come yeah out. yeah jack tunny is the worst like I don't know. I don't know what he's considered chairman or whatever he is, but he, he is such he is so bad in his role. Um, probably the worst ever at to do it. But Dwayne did come out and they have a present for Lawler, and it ends up being a, a garbage can. Uh, you know, which is kind of weird because like Lawler got in trouble for using the garbage can. Like he had to apologize for it. Yeah, so I know they're trying to like hype up the the Duke match or whatever and trying to scare him or whatever, but. Uh, he legit had to apologize for that, so it's it's kind of weird that they're just kind of rub it in in the faces of the censors or whatever. But um, this was at least fun. Like it's not you know the best King's Court there's been. It's not like a a duel on the mic or anything like that. But at least it's a, a nice little storyline progression. And and Doink and Dink are kind of um, you know hyping up uh duke drosy as well. So it's kind of making him a little bit bigger of a deal than he would yeah. be otherwise. And Doink too. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of they kind of bring it full circle, right? With it, right. I thought, they, I thought uh, for what it was, it was a good enough uh, segments. I don't right. know if you you can know, kind of agree, but they, they kind of brought yeah. both guys, yeah, for yeah. what it was. Uh, and then we got uh, Sean and Diesel again. So kind of interesting. We're kind of getting the back and forth of them again. 
uh, again, they do the, the head shrinkers squat, uh, you know, the head shrinkers uh, finishing move. I don't know if it has a name, uh, but they kind of mock him again. They even like Vince is like, they're, they're doing this to the head shrinkers. So they're still building up that feud. I'm guessing they, again, they feuded probably on the house show circuit uh, right. in, in, a, in a nothing win. Then they show highlights of Adam Bomb uh, and Bam Bam from Superstar. So here's where I kind of mentioned like, they kind of slowly are intermixing the two, right? Where they kind of normally do where the first superstars, they didn't do it at all, but here they go. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, look at what, look what happened the weekend. Here's the feud paying off. So you get Adam bomb out here. Uh, after that, looking strong, he fights Dwingo, Who's like my favorite jobber ever. He just, looks, <laughs> he looks so skinny. His hair is so receding hair. Oh, man. The, the receding hairline into a mullet. Is That's just, a scarecrow uh, mullet. Yeah. All, all timer. I just had the most hair ever. It's just, it's just the best. Um, and so he looks strong again in a, in a standard victory. And then uh, we'll let you get the last match, I think. Yeah. So this, this is what made me say, okay, I'm definitely down to stop right here because um, it's the Bushwhackers versus a couple jobbers. And a little peek behind the curtain. I've watched a little bit of the next superstars. And they happen to start that episode as well. So <laughs> watching this match and then, oh, okay, at least I'm going to start a new show. Um, then the Bushwhackers, the first match on that one is a a hell that I do not recommend anyone live. So separate this, take a break, go watch something else if you're watching this in chronological order. Um, Bushwhackers are so brutal. Like I just do not like them at all. I get the kid part of it. I get it. But yeah. you have Doink for that. Like like when you have Doink and then you have them on the same show, it's like you just don't even want to try to book. You're just like, all right, well, let's go get a cheap pop out in the crowd right now. Yeah. Well, I think they're... They're mm-hmm. there for that, right? They're there for the cheap pop, right? right. Which, is, which is okay, but the, the problem is, like, the tag team division sucks. And so they're, like, they're probably, like, the number three team in the tag team division, sadly, right now. So, like, well, why aren't they putting a team over? Like, why aren't yeah, right, they yeah. building a team? That's what I don't care. Like, they're, they're not winning any belts. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're always going to be over. Just let we, them build a team up. And we saw them that a lot better with... Uh, what's their name? Sorry, uh, Coco. Be- I have it in my notes. Coco. Like when Coco mm-hmm. came up, like he was so much better. Got the crowd into it. Helped yep. build someone up. Like we saw him over this, you know, summer. Virgil even better than that. Yep. But the Bushwhackers just kind of like, why did we need a squash match to end a Raw coming off the the biggest, you know, SummerSlam ever supposedly, and uh, you know, just kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, so a weird way to end the show too. Like it's like, yeah, hey, hey, I know you might want this like new generation action. You might want the one, two, three kid or something, but we're gonna give you a bushwhacker. Well, instead, cool. yep. So, yep, yeah, yeah. weird, weird stuff. Definitely a weird ending. All right, so we go on to awards. Yes, sir. All right, most new gen outfits. Uh, there wasn't too many that stood out. So, um, by default, because he looks kind of cool, I'm gonna go with Quang. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Quang is definitely a good one. I'm going to go Dink with his balloons. <laughs> there you go. Uh, most uh, new gen performer. Ooh, um, I'm actually going to go with Diesel and Sean here. I thought they looked pretty cool as a team. And I oh, definitely. The little vibe they have. And they were getting face pops. Like you said, I didn't even think about when two dudes with attitude really is. Like if it's it, when that comes up, but there's right. definitely that type of vibe for them. Uh, I'll go with. Trying to see if I don't want to go bushwhackers because you'll you'll murder me. He'll <laughs> uh, murder me if I do that. Uh, let's go, Bob Backlund for his uh, handshake. Oh, nice. uh, uh, handshake. Yeah, uh, before it's time. Yes, he was ahead of the time. New Gen only. Uh, worst match or segments? A couple of the lots to choose from. Lots. Man, there's so much. Like, I I, I don't want to cheat and just say every Nightheart segment, but that might be. Let me let me just look here. That it might be 
some of the Jim Neidhart squashes. Yeah, it really has to be. Because, um, I mean, the, uh, nothing was really good on this, but I'm just going to go with Jim Neidhart being pushed. All the place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, almost both superstars. I almost want to set up for that. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll go, uh, let's go Bushwhackers. Let's go Bushwhackers. What the yeah. Hell? To end, to end the raw, you're you have been off two weeks, and this is how you. I, right. I get if they, I get if like almost they came out first to get like the crowd pumped up to it or something like that. Like people that haven't tuned in, like all of a sudden, like okay, they're watching tennis, like now they're watching this. Like mm-hmm. I get that, but to end the show on it, like just just brutal, especially as a taped segment. Like just skip right, it. like let the if you need that for the crowd, like just have it in the crowd. Like don't have the match. All right, uh, best match or segments. Um, I think like the Waller stuff was fun. The Cornets st- like interview segment was good but i think i'm just going to go with that undertaker quang match because okay. it just kind of came out of nowhere and the and the crowd was really into it so yeah yeah they're like little small stuff like you mentioned the cornet stuff was good uh lawler was good on both segments and I, i'm gonna go bomb adam bombers bam bam i thought that was, oh, that was a nice. really fun segment yep. too so like it's kind of funny we kind of like we're like man these suck these superstars and raw but yeah, but yeah we kind of we, we got uh, got some better segments and some weeks we don't have it it's like ah, uh, nothing was really bad but this week right. i think there's a lot of bad and then a couple good things so right unusual uh, anyone stock up uh speaking of which i'm gonna go with adam bomb i, adam I, really bomb. Like yeah, I think we his, have to yeah i like his face turn i like his projection right now so that's what i'm gonna go with and i stock down uh this is kind of left field i'm gonna go with wwf's taping schedule on this one because great idea the the superstars back to back sucked like without a raw in between like you know you're watching this for real time you have to wait and then you wait for this like there's no feature match anywhere like anywhere undertaker quang is cool but it's not like this feature match it's just like a no feud together yeah yep. so there was nothing there was like no meat on the bones anywhere so uh i'm just gonna go with the taping schedule in general as stock down i'm gonna go someone kind of left field but brad hart like no ah, to be yeah. found on this and we saw That's... so much of anvil and owen like yeah. they fought in each each match and like nothing of brad hart no interview i know i know yeah. it's not I, I maybe he's not there for the tapings or whatever but that's a guy that should be front and center as your champion. So right. kind, of, kind of disappointing to not see him. I don't like picking on him, but whoever that's came a good up call. with that's a good not call. having Bret Hart out there. It's kind of it's kind of like the Hogan model, right? Like Hogan, yep. you, this would this would be like Hogan would do it. And Bret says he's not Hogan, so um, he's acting like it right now. But <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right, well, next time I think we really start building up to the Survivor Series. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, set up. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of time in between SummerSlam and Survivor Series, so I think we'll start getting that. I think just. They got screwed by this taping schedule, like you mentioned, uh, and we'll get some, you know, live raws or more up-to-date raws and more up-to-date superstars af- taped after SummerSlam. So I think we'll be able to build ourselves up, up a little bit. So uh, thanks very much for joining, uh, listening, rating, review, and we'll see you in two weeks. All right.